Let's, uh, let's go to God in prayer. God, we come here tonight in song uh, declaring what a beautiful name, name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Uh, we have chosen to take time in the middle of the week with worries and cares and fears and uh, experiences to take a moment to put all those to the side so that we can be together with your people declaring how great you are. We come to you, God, and we do ask that you would help us, you, you would lead us uh, where our feet have not gone before. We pray that you would help us to face the waves but keep our eyes on you, that you would help us, uh, God, to, to uh, fathom whatever you want us to take on with faith that you're for us and not against us. And as we just sang, we believe that there is no one greater than you. And uh, you are higher, and if you are for us, who can stand against us? Our own weaknesses, our adversaries, the adversary, the evil one, our past failures, those that would accuse us, none can stand before us, none can stand against us if you are for us. And no one can bring a charge against us if you have set us free and you've already cleared us. And God, we claim the promise that in your son there is no condemnation. And so tonight, God, help us not only to hear your voice through scriptures, but help us to feel your presence. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that we know you're alive and active in all of us. I pray that you would speak to us each what we need to hear so that we can walk away more spirit-filled than when we came in. We pray in Jesus' good name, amen. Let's hear it for God. Welcome, everybody. It's good to see you. And uh, I do want to say thank you. Can we hear it for Scott, please, one more time? For, for I mean, just, you got to love it, just working with us, you know, being spontaneous and, and having the stuff, music at the ready. So now we do miss our band. You know, next week we need to really say, guys, we missed you, but we did our thing. God was still here. Spirit was still here. Uh, we did our thing, and uh, God is still great. Uh, tonight we're going to continue in our uh, series uh, studying the book of 1 Corinthians. And uh, if you want, you can go on and turn to chapter 8. We're going to read that entire chapter. There are so many great things in the book of 1 Corinthians. Once again, Greek city um, planted on Paul's second missionary journey, and he's uh, really helping these dearly uh, loved uh, new believers to try to get along with each other. And the theme verses in 1 Corinthians 8 verse, I mean, uh, 1 verse 10, where he, he says, I ask you guys to agree with each other so that there may be no divisions among you but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. And we think, how in the world can we do that? Because we can't agree on where we want to eat. We can't agree politically. We can't agree with sports teams, the Clippers or Lakers, who is it? You know, we can't. We, we have a hard time agreeing on so many things. But Paul says, I want you to be perfectly united. And then he's, in chapter 3, talks about following different leaders versus following Christ. And in chapter 5, he has to deal with sin in the church 
a guy is acting out in a really moral way with another woman. He has to deal with them. And in chapter 6, they're taking each other to court, and it's just drama. Chapter 7, he's trying to help them know how to be married. And if you're married, be happy and do it. And if you're single, be happy and, and do it, and so forth and so on. And then he gets to chapter 8, and he talks about uh, eating food sacrifice to idols. We're going to read that in a minute just to kind of, um, you know, uh, keep us on track. And we are going to answer one question we, we've answered out of our survey, our Got Questions survey, we have addressed approximately 10 questions. So we only have 100 to go. So we're making really good time, and we'll be done by the end of, of the summer, and we will have solved all that. So we're going to get to that too. Uh, but I did want to ask a question. I thought um, David gave an incredible message. By the way, uh, the Bruces, the Miners, uh, pretty much our whole church is at teen camp. <laughs> it's really cool. Uh, we had so many great singles that volunteered uh, and college students to be counselors. And I, from what I understand, we have 44 kids uh, at teen camp, 22 boys and 22 girls that right now at camp. So that's cool. Raise your hand, by the way, if um, perhaps maybe you're a parent and you have someone at camp. Raise your hand if you have someone at camp, okay? Do we have any parents that have a first time, their kids there for the first time? No? Oh, where? Oh, okay, Liz. So, so how you doing, Liz? You all right? Hanging in? Checking, checking Facebook every, every hour or so? Well, cool. What, what a cool thing. Uh, justice, right? Wow. So, so we are fewer in number, but we're still strong in heart. And isn't it great to, you know, man, these guys, uh, we, this Sunday, by the way, we're going to get a chance to hear from some of the teens about their experience at uh, camp, which I'm sure will be an incredible highlight. But I wanted to ask this. David uh, talked, of, the title of David's message was, Are We Compatible? Right? Have you ever thought, am I compatible? Are we compatible? You know, like uh, when, when you start building a relationship. And, and he uh, gave the definition of uh, compatibility, and it is, hold on, okay. I was, I was thinking I was doing something wrong. So, huh? So Clippers or Lakers, Joby? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Pelicans, okay. <laughs> you did, okay, okay. <laughs> Kim's like, who? Pelicans, well, I know you're not a like, big NBA person. Okay, okay, here we go, thank you. Okay, thank you very much, Scott. So compatible of two things, able to exist or occur together without conflict. So that's what we think about is typically what the definition of compatible is. But David read the ancient uh, Latin uh, root, compati, which is to suffer with. And so we don't think of being compatible as I'm able to suffer with somebody. And David shared from his life, right, he in a situation with he and Cece, and how if we're willing to suffer with each other and not just run at the first sign of conflict or pain or tension, then there's good fruit on the other side of that. So I want you to raise your hand. Has, is there anyone, can you look at anybody in here and say, yes, I have suffered with somebody else maybe that you're sitting next to through a season. And I would love for uh, some of us to share that uh, really quickly. Okay, so we can, can I get some help with the mics here on, on either side? Uh, thank you, John. And we need a couple people over here to take, take some mics uh, real quick to some people. Um, John, we have, uh, there's somebody in the back there. Who is that? Uh, oh, hey, what's up, Deshera? Okay, who is somebody you suffered with? Okay. Hey. Hi, guys. Um, I suffered with Maribel and okay. Daddy. 
Um, they've been just really helpful in my transition moving out here and just kind of being able to open up about who I am and what I've become since I've been out here. So it's been a lot of um, hard seasons, especially for me, but um, they just have been very compatible mm -hmm. with me. Thank you, thank you, very cool. Need, needing people to help you in a tough season. Okay, I saw somebody else over here. Uh, who was that, Raven? Is that right? Okay, you're behind. Okay, uh, you're um, behind Marie actually, with all her hair. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually sitting next to both of them. Mama Lena has suffered with me like just this year, going through a lot of stuff. And then my best friend, Sarah, we've been friends since we were seven and we have suffered through many seasons together and been through many, many tears and I know everything about her and she knows everything about me, so I'm really grateful. Excellent, very cool. Okay, did I see somebody over here? Oh, oh right here. Donnez. It's funny, I'm actually sitting next to the three of them right now. <laughs> but uh, just moving nonstop over the last few years, going from school, grad school to wondering what was next and now feeling like, okay, the honeymoon phase of being in, in Los Angeles is over and now mm -hmm. it's just time to really feel like I can call Turning Point a second home, especially after saying goodbye to some things in a, in a few months, but hey. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. okay, guess, okay, so I think uh, uh, one more, was that, uh, Liz, yes. All right, so we'll finish with Liz, and then we have a, uh, we have some two people that are new to us that are gonna be sharing a cool um, episode in their lives, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, when I lost my father, I just felt like there were so many um, people that helped me suffer through that. Um, Jen Lopez came over when I came home and helped me kind of download everything that I had just seen, and, um, and Trey, was answering texts the whole time that I was in New York, and I felt like um, my sisters were with me as I was, they were suffering with me as I was, go, as I was suffering the loss of my father. Mm -hmm. yeah. Amen, thank you. Okay, so um, we have a live, thank you very much. You guys did a great job with the mic. You didn't have too much work, you got the easy job. Uh, but thank you any, anyway. Um, so I want to welcome a couple. They are actually uh, somewhat new to us, but we really love them a lot. And I uh, want to bring them up right now. Uh, sorry, Felipe's name was supposed to be all caps. That was on me. Uh, it didn't translate, but uh, Felipe and Lindy Alcantar, I want to ask you guys to come up. <clears throat> This is a big deal, I'll tell you what, yeah. Okay, if you guys want to take a seat and uh, each take a mic. Okay, so um, this is Felipe and this is Lindy, okay? And so can I just ask, so uh, Felipe, how did you hear about the church? How did you hear about Turning Point? Uh, my sister. Actually. Your sister? Who's her sister? Maggie. Margarita. Maggie? Can we see, where's Maggie? Is Maggie here? Stand up, Maggie. Oh, there she is. Okay, and um, so Maggie found out about the church and uh, studying the Bible, and then Maggie was recently baptized. It was really a glorious, glorious moment, okay? And so what was it like as you were kind of seeing her process? Well, she invited us, like, we came for Easter, for Easter one year, and... Um, 
we came and we I stopped. We didn't we didn't come after that. Mm -hmm. And I saw the change in my sister, like her ways, just everything, the way she thinks, the way she reacts to things, how she thinks now before she does things. And it, I was in a place where it was I was not in a good place, and she helped me come out of that a lot. And just seeing her, how she's become, and how God has helped her in her life, kind of mm -hmm. made me want to follow the mm -hmm. follow those steps. And we're here. Well. I'm so glad, yeah, so excellent. So, Lindy, can I ask you to share about the first time we met? Um, so. You remember when we, the starting point? Remember? We, yeah. So, um, um, I started coming, um, and I was just overwhelmed with um, everyone's love and the feeling of community, and um, I said, I want that. So I went on the website and I sent an email um, to Kevin and um, kind of told him, you know, we're family, uh, we have three kids and um, we want to be a part of the Turning Point Church and how can we do that and where do we start and what do we need to do, we'll do it. Um, so here we are. <laughs> so that's really cool, right? So, um, okay, so now, uh, what are the names of your kids and how old are they? <laughs> uh, Don't mess this one up. <laughs> Liam is six years old, Lucas is five, and Lindsay is three. Yeah. And it's, it's so cool. I had to say, one of the, I think one of the first times I met Lindy, uh, it was the, the um, they were asking, do we, are there other families that like have kids, our kids' ages? And I'm like, oh my goodness, we, we had like hundreds of them. And so, um, that day, the Cabrera, they met the Cabreras, they met the Mascarinias, and uh, the Johnsons, and then they connected with the, the group with the, uh, oh, Deanne, Rafael and Ortegas, and others, and now you can see that all their kids are posted up. You know how we have all the kids posted up on the, uh, the grassy knoll in the courtyard right there over on their side, and, and it's just like they're fast friends and so forth. It's just the church at its best. It's so beautiful. So you guys are studying the Bible right now. Is that right? How's it going? Um, it's been life-changing, um, marriage-changing. Um, I feel like we're just different people. Um, and so fast, uh, God has shown us just what he has in store for us. And our family, our kids have been great role models to us because we just see how they've soaked it all up. and. They're reminding us to say our prayers and things like that. Um, so it's been amazing. Yeah, well, you guys are such an encouragement to us. So um, I have to admit, David Bruce volunteered them to share. So uh, if you can blame this nervousness on him. But can you share, David had talked about an episode, an event in his, uh, with he and Cece, where there was a, a moment of kind of suffering with that led to a beautiful moment afterwards of greater connection and so forth. And then it just so happens that these guys have one of those great glorious moments. And so I wanted to ask you guys to share about that, so. <laughs> okay, so um, Lindy and me, my sister took the kids to watch Toy Story and we had time for a, a little date. And we, Lindy's always telling me, be more spontaneous, be more like, Tell me where we're going and stuff. So I planned out this little date. We ended up going to the Getty, um, the Getty Museum. 
and and we went to eat, but before that she was really anxious. She was getting like she kept on changing her clothes and she didn't feel comfortable. On the way there, she was getting like anxious on the like on the ride in the car. We get to the place, we park, and she's like, Whoa, babe, this is we're this is crazy. It's too much concrete. Uh, it's, we're enclosed. Let's, let's, we have to get out of here. I'm like, all right. We, get on the, we leave to walk to the place, and we forget our jackets, so we were freezing the whole time. <laughs> we left them in the car. We get to the elevator, and we're like, all right, we're here, finally. Then Lindy's like, oh, babe, no, I can't. I can't get in the elevator. So I'm like, <sighs> at that point, I was like, all right, let's just go home. Forget this. Let's just, we'll try again some other time. But then I was, we were, I was like, you know, where are the stairs? Let's look for the stairs. <laughs> we looked for the stairs. I'm like, here, we found them. We start going up the stairs. Babe, we're supposed to go down the stairs. <laughs> so we go down the stairs, and then we open the door, and I'm like, okay, we're here, the tram. I'm like, okay, so now we just get to the tram, and we're, and we're good. We get on the tram, and we had to get off because she felt claustrophobic. And then I was like, okay, this is let's just I'm I'm done. Like we're just gonna go. Let's just go home. We'll go eat, whatever, and just try again. And then I was like, you know what? There's a way we could walk up. We can walk up the to the to the museum. And she was like, oh, okay. Well, let's try it. And then she kept on apologizing and saying, I'm sorry. I don't want to ruin it. And like this is my fault. And we ended up walking, and it was really nice. We saw deer. We saw um, like birds. We saw a bunch of different trees and her anxiety went away and we got to the place and enjoyed it and it turned out being like one of the best dates that we've had in like years. Yeah. So it's uh, kind of vulnerable for me to kind of um, share that I suffer with uh, pretty bad anxiety and I have panic attacks and I get claustrophobic. So um, this scenario wasn't really new um, for us. We've had to go places and leave before. But the way that my husband handled it was new. Um, my husband in, you know, sat with me in my moment of suffering, but he did not allow me to stay there. Um, my husband was strong for me, but he was gentle with me. <laughs> well, can, can I just say, um, I'm so grateful that, you, that David volunteered you. And any, any attitudes, take up with him. <laughs> but but I, am, I am more grateful and encouraged that you guys were willing, as you are studying the Bible, to come up here and to share vulnerably and be present and uh, share what God is doing in your lives as an example to us. And all of us, I know, I'm like, okay, I got my lesson, <laughs> I got my lesson in husbanding uh, for the day. And, and just, just please know from us, you, you are a part of us. You, we belong together. And it's so cool seeing what God's doing in your lives. And through your sharing, you have helped all of us.
So thank you. Well done. We also know how to do the Getty next time. Don't take the tram. Go up the stairs. One more time. Felipe and uh, Lindy. Hey, man. Thank you. Um, we just put, put them in here. I love this church. Huh? Yeah. So I'm um, just like, oh, that's okay. Good. I didn't know that, man. Don't be doing, going bilingual on me. Okay. So uh, what did I do with the clicker? Did I? Where is it? This is what happens. I'll be backstage on Sundays like, what did I do with the clicker? Ah! <laughs> so, oh, so encouraged. All right. So what I want to do for the next uh, few minutes is just to read through uh, 1 Corinthians 8. And it's in the context of really, we may stay in the I Belong series until 2020, I don't know. Because, like, it's hard to get, but we need to get, really get it where we all feel, as diverse as we are, that we really do belong in our weakness and our strength. I love what, the, you know, Lindy, you know, we're in this moment, and it could go south. You could give up, but, you know, he, uh, Felipe is in there with me and patiently loving me, helping me make it through. It's just such a great thing. And really, that's a model for how we all need to be with each other. And uh, so in 1 Corinthians, we're, we're trying to just do a textual study.